Hey, this is Brent Ingersoll from King's Church. Thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. I pray that this message you're about to hear empowers you, encourages you, challenges you, and equips you to live the life that Jesus has for you. Thanks for tuning in. I want to tell you kind of a little story about how I came to be uh, like up on stage today because I think it's I think it's relevant to where we're going with the message uh, with uh, out of Matthew chapter 11. So. So I was, uh, I think I was texting with Pastor Brent a couple of weeks ago uh, about, about the thing, uh, thing we're doing in April, and he was like, uh, well, somebody who was supposed to preach on what w- would be today, uh, they just had to back out, so uh, like, are you interested? And I, I pretty much have an open yes, if I can go somewhere and preach, I'll go, but when it's King's Church, I'm like, I'm going for sure, right? And so he was like, it's out of Matthew 11. Talk to, talk to Pastor and, uh, Andy because he's doing like the first part. And then uh, I hope there's something in there that you can find to, to work with. So, so I'm messaging back and forth with Andy and he gives me the scripture. And, and I'm, like, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like 40 years ago when I walked into King's Church when it was just a church plant meeting in a school and I'd never been to an evangelical. I was 24 years old, and I looked, I looked better on the outside than I do now. I look, I look pretty good on the outside, but I was kind of a mess on the inside. I had anxiety. I had addictions. I had all, all kinds of things going on. I, I walked into that church, and, uh, and the guy that was preaching, it was the first time I interacted with a scripture, really, and it's the very same scripture that I'm preaching from today. And so it's like 40 years later, but the same God and the same power. And so uh, I just can't help but feel that God is in the mix here some way. You know, that this isn't an accident, that this, uh, this is kind of like uh, one of those, you know, full cir- circle moments uh, when, I, when, I knelt, when I had no idea what I was doing. And I knelt down. And, and like I gave my burdens and my mess to Jesus uh, in, in that church plant, I had no idea that I would be back 40 years later doing this. We just never know what God is up to and what he's going to do. And he, uh, he uses the most unlikely of characters sometimes. Let's just put it that way. So uh, let's look at, at the scripture. It's, uh, it's out of Matthew 11. And verses 28 to 30 are the ones that, that I want to highlight for today. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, you may, you may be saying like, Where's the TV? The TV is usually up. We're going like totally old school today, okay? If that's all right. Uh, one of the great things, you, you, you might also be saying, what is that strange instrument of torture up, up behind Mike? Uh, one of the great things about living in, I live in Sussex. It's a small town. Uh, one of the great things about a small town is that, like you can call your buddy Bill at the Agricultural Museum and say, you wouldn't happen to have any ox yokes laying around, would you? And he's, yeah, like, I got four. What size do you want? Okay. Oh, give me the extra large. Like, just give me the biggest, the biggest one you got. So, uh, so, I, so this, is, this is actually uh, where 
I, it's go, we're going like full-on metaphor today. We're just taking the metaphor that Jesus used in this scripture about uh, being yoked to him, and we're, we're kind of running with it. So as I was driving down, I was thinking, if I could stop at the police right now, it'd be interesting, like license and registration, and what is in your back seat? Like, what, what in the world is that? So uh, leading up to the scripture that we're going to be looking at, there's, there's, uh, there, there, are some, there are some like woe passages, not like woe, but more like woe unto you uh, that Jesus is saying to, to some towns and some cities that, that just he was doing miracles in their midst and they did not have the faith to believe in him. And then, and then the scriptures right before our main scripture are, are all about how God the Father has taken all of his authority and committed it to Jesus. And Jesus has the authority to do whatever he sees fit. And then that brings us into our, our scripture for the day. And uh, there's, there are four words that, that I want you to remember. This is like the whole message is going to hang on these four words and, uh, and back when I, uh, back, I did like about 30 years of being like a youth evangelist. And so we always had to have little tricks, you know, to keep people engaged and try to get them to remember things. And so, so I'm going to get you, this is like an old, uh, this is going like way back in youth ministry. I'm going to get you to repeat some key words with me that hopefully you can take with you so you remember the message afterwards. So like, stand up. We're going we're gonna to kind of shout them together. Everybody stand up. I know you just sat down, but, but stand up for a minute. And, uh, and, and on the count of three, I just want you to, to kind of yell out the, the, the word with me. So, so the, the first, the, the four words are come, take, learn, and, and rest. And, and so on the count of three, we're going to start with the first one, come. So one, two, three, come. You guys are good. I didn't even have to coach you on like the, 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 first, the first service. We had to do it a couple times to get them loud enough. But I think, I think, I think you guys are good. So, so the next word, one, two, three, take. You're even ahead of me. You memorized it already. The third one is learn. One, two, three. Learn. And then the fourth one is rest. One, two, three. Rest. All right. I'll, I'm, you you're a great crowd to work with. Have a seat. Uh, <laughs> you guys are, you guys are, you guys are way ahead of me. So, so I love. I th I literally think in meta. I'm a very visually oriented learner, and so I I tend to think in pictures and metaphors anyway. And so as I was uh, as I was like soaking in this scripture, trying to think of what I would do with it, uh, I just I just naturally thought of of the ox yoke. And, and what that means and, and uh, how the metaphor could be transferred over, over spiritually. And I, uh, like, going back to, going back to when, I, uh, when I first heard this scripture in this church 40 years ago, I, I thought, you know, like, I was, I was very uh, burdened down with, with things that were going on in my life. Uh, I was, I was, I had taken on a lot of sin and uh, I don't know your experience with sin. Sin is light and fun for a season. If you're sinning and you're not having fun, like, what's wrong? That's the whole point. 
It's light and fun for a season, but then it turns on you, right? And then it gets really complicated and really heavy. And, uh, and that's that the first time I heard this scripture, that's what I was coming in with. And, and I kind of imagine that, I kind of imagine that like an invisible ox cart. I, I kind of imagine like we're all born with this cart behind us. You can't, it's not physical, you can't see it. But we've got this, we've got this cart and, and then as we go through life, people start putting things in the cart. You start collecting baggage. Sometimes the baggage are the things that other people have done, things that they think or say about you, the, your family history. Like they're, they're, they're putting stuff in your cart. And, uh, you know, and then you're probably putting some stuff in there too. And we're born with a single yoke. We're not born with this like double yoke. Uh, there are single yokes where it's just like this one person is pulling the whole weight of the cart themselves. And, uh, and I, think, I think as we go through life, we start out, and when we're kids, we're kind of, we're, we're kind of innocent and fun. But then as, we, as things get put in our cart, just as we grow up through our teen years and our 20s, and as we grow up and as you get older and older, more things get, you know, you, you, you reach a certain stage and sickness starts to become an issue and, and all kinds of things get put in your cart. And you're, I was 24 when I realized, like, man, this stuff, is, this stuff is too heavy for me to drag around on my own. We live in a, in a culture that uh, not just, I don't think we want, like, one yoke. I think we live in a culture like, I don't want any yoke. Like, I just want to go through life, have no trouble, have no problems, you know. And, but the problem is, life is not like that. And as we go through life, we're kind of collecting things. Some are positive, some are negative. And, and when I was 24, my sin was just getting like too heavy. But if you grew up in the church, you also know that religion can get very heavy. It's not just, it's, it's just kind of out there. Uh, you know, it's, notice that, that uh, in, in the, the invitation, it says, come all who are weary and burdened. It doesn't say, come all of those who are perfect. Come all those who have it together, you know, are feeling good. It's come those who are, who are weary and, and burdened. And uh, sin is heavy, so is religion. In Matthew 23, 4, you know, the, the Pharisees were experts at religion. And Jesus said they tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on people's shoulders, but they don't do anything. They don't lift a finger to help the people. They just say, like, here's, here's some more things to put in your cart. And so life in general is, uh, is, is heavy. We live in a fallen world, and there can be all kinds of things. And, uh, and most of us, we, you can tell when things are getting heavy. You can, you can tell by looking at people's eyes. You can tell by the way that they're walking sometimes. Like life, life can get heavy. And, uh, and we realize that the single yoke probably isn't going to cut it. And, uh, and so, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and then take my yoke upon you. It's a, it's a double yoke. Now, before, before we get yoked with Jesus, a lot of us try, we're like, I, need to, I know I need something. There must be something over here that can help me. And, and there's all different kinds of things that you can get yourself yoked. Yoke means submission. 
Like, so there's all kinds of things that we can get ourselves yoked with. The Bible talks about being unequally yoked in terms of marriage. Uh, and, and I think that can extend out to all kinds of, of relationships. But, uh, but we don't want to be like unequally yoked where, there's, where, uh, where, where it's leading us in a bad direction. Like, for example, uh, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty small and pretty light. Uh, if, we took, if we took like a bigger guy like uh, Pastor Bradford or maybe like Andy Broad, like Andy Broad's, even Andy Broad's name is heavy. I'm Andy Broad, you know, like <laughs> even his name has got weight to it, right? And so like if I, you know, if I, if I get in one side and Andy got in the other, we're like so unequal and we'd probably just like go in circles. So it would be like, which, would, which wouldn't be, you know, that's not where, that's not where we want to go. But we can yoke ourselves up with, uh, with all kinds of different things. Some, sometimes it is toxic relationships. Sometimes we're yoked to the past, to the things that have happened or didn't happen in our families and the roles that we've been cast in to, to, to play. Sometimes uh, it's, it's substances. Sometimes it's, you know, this will just help me get through. Sometimes we, we, you know, become workaholics and we're yoked to, to our job. Like if I, this, if, if I just work enough, everything, everything will get fixed and be okay. Sometimes it's, it's uh, money or, or porn. There's a lot of things that, that people kind of get yoked up with. They get, they get connected with. And, uh, and the, the, only, the only thing we, we really need to get yoked up with is Jesus. That's the invitation. The double yoke of, uh, of Jesus. And uh, where we all, the key word is take, and we all take something. It's obvious when somebody is taking drugs to, to try to get through that that's an issue. But we all take something. And Jesus invites us to take him. And uh, basically, life can get hard. And, and we need Jesus we need Jesus beside us, giving us direction and pulling with us if we're really going to be successful and we're really going to flourish in life. So the third thing where Jesus says, after he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And uh, there's the way that, the way that ox teams uh, work, and uh, you know, I don't know who's still using oxen out there, but I'm sure somebody's somewhere. Most of us are urban or suburban, so we're like, I don't get the ox references at all, right? But you got like, you got two oxen, and, and obviously, uh, they even say that, like, if you get two strong oxen, they can, they can it's not just doubling what they can pull, it, it's like tripling together they're, they're even, they're exponentially stronger than just the two of them added up. And so what they used to do was they would take like an older, uh, stronger, wiser oxen who knew what the job was and pair that with a young, strong oxen, but one that didn't really have a lot of wisdom yet or know what, the, what they were supposed to be doing, what the job was supposed to be. And so you can, you know, are, are you tracking with me? Can you see the spiritual parallel here where, where Jesus 
says, you know, take my yoke, my double yoke, and, uh, and, and look to me for direction on how you should live. Look, look to me. I will, I will pull most of the weight. And so as the younger oxen was learning the two ways to get exhausted, one would be to go, like, get out ahead of the more experienced oxen and, and, uh, you know, and be pulling too much and then get exhausted. The other would be to lag behind and, 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 and then uh, kind of become a drag. And, and that, that could be exhausting too. Has anybody other than me ever gotten ahead of God or lagged behind him? I think we've all had that experience. Sometimes I'm really gung-ho and I, I run into things that, you know, that God doesn't want me to run into. And then I go like, oh, this isn't good. And then a lot more of the time I'm kind of dragging my heels. God wants me to do something. And, and I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know. And, uh, and that, that is weary and, uh, and burdensome. And, uh, and, and Jesus, you know, if you're getting the picture, Jesus says, that he's gentle, he's not harsh, and that he's humble, he's, he's, not, he's not proud. Having no yoke is not an option. We're all going to be yoked to something. The smartest thing we can do, the smartest thing we can decide is like, man, I'm going to be yoked to Jesus, because Jesus is going to give me direction, and there's going to be times when everything is too heavy for me. And he's going to do most of the pulling. And I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to learn something from this whole experience. I don't know uh, if there's anybody that, I am, I am not a very, I'm not, uh, I, I lift weights and stuff. But, I, you know, I go to the gym. But I'm really terrible when it comes to like, I always just, I'm like, yeah, stretching, that's boring. I skip that, you know. Or like, so I'm not very flexible, like literally, literally like my wife Colleen can like kick over her head. And, I, and I'm like, you know, like I'm just not, I'm not flexible. And so I know, I know, I know nothing about yoga. So what I'm about to say, I just want to make sure like if you're a yoga person, I apologize in advance, okay? Because I almost know nothing about any of the yoga poses or, or anything like that. But one thing that I did find as I was studying that was interesting is that yoga is from the Sanskrit word that means to yoke. So yoga literally means to yoke. And uh, a yogi in India, a yogi is a teacher, is a life teacher that you kind of yoke yourself to. And, and you're like, I'm going like, to be with this person. I'm going to study this person. I'm going to say what they say. I'm going to do what they do. And in, in Jewish culture, that is what Jesus was. Jesus was a rabbi, which is kind of the, kind of the same thing, just a different culture using a different word. I don't, I don't know if you realize this. This is an important fact. There are 85,000 Elvis impersonators in the world. Isn't that crazy? 85 thousand people going thank you thank you very much you know like it's, a, it's, it's like these people are trying to look like elvis they're trying to sound like elvis they're basically trying to like be elvis and i and part of me goes like that's entertaining but you got the wrong king right like we need to be imitating a king 
but it's not Elvis. Like, how different would the world be if we were trying to look like Jesus, talk like Jesus, act like Jesus? And isn't that really what the essence of being a Christian like, is, is really all about? Yeah, I haven't, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you, I, I'm a big fan of The Chosen. I don't know if anybody else has watched that, but I, like, I love, I'm, I'm a visual learner, so I love, it's like the life of Jesus. I can watch it. This is awesome. You know, and, I, and I've, so I've been following The Chosen, and it just struck me one day. It was like one of those duh kind of moments. I was like, what are the disciples doing? They're just following Jesus around. And I was like, that's it. That's my job. I'm following Jesus around. If he does something, I'll try to do it. If he says something, maybe I'll say the same thing. And, and we can, we, Jesus wants to, to walk with us. And he wants, he wants us to, to learn. And uh, I've, I've got a confession. I'm a classic car. I have a lot of mileage on me, okay? Uh, I've, 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 put on, I've, I've been on the road a long time. And, uh, and sometimes, sometimes you can, can you know, things, things wear out. And, uh, and, and it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, you know, as you, as you work through those, those uh, different things, like I, I have as, as much responsibility and pressure, you know, I don't live a charmed life. I have as much of those things as, like, as, as anybody but one of the things that Jesus has taught me along the way is to, uh, you know, and it was a hard lesson, but, but to not be pulling so hard and to not be carrying the burden, but, but to let him give me direction and to, and to, to, let, to let him shoulder most of the, of the burden at times. And, uh, and so I'm like, I'm busy, but I'm not weary. Honest, I'm not weary. It's uh, serving Jesus is, it's an enjoyable thing, and, uh, and it's a good thing. And so I'm, I'm busy, but I'm not burdened, and uh, I'm, I, I'm not, most of the time I'm not pulling, pulling most of the weight, which can be a little suspicious to your bosses sometimes, because sometimes my bosses go, is he even working? Like, and then, uh, so it's, it's hard to tell when you look at my life, like, is he working all the time or is he never working? We don't know. We, like, we can't tell. We can't tell. He doesn't, he doesn't look like he's, like, suffering enough, you know. And, but that's just because I've, I've learned. I've learned, that, like, there's some things that are just way too big for me. If I take on this stress, like, I'm just heading for burnout right now. Like, I must just, like, you know, I must just go there right now. And, and so as we, as we go through life and we're, and we're like pulling our stuff, we just kind of like Jesus wants us, he wants us to, to learn from him. I want to tell you the story of a, of a student of mine. His, uh, his name is, is, is Cody. Cody is uh, like he's a little older. I think he's about 28 years old. He's from the Yarmouth area in Nova Scotia. He has no idea that I'm saying this right now, so uh, hi, Cody. Uh, I hope this is okay. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is with him, but he, uh, four years ago, he was in, a, in a, like a very serious car accident where he almost died and, uh, and, and then went through, 
went just through like months and months and months of operations. And, uh, and, in the, and wasn't a Christian, wasn't a church person at all. Was a, was a car salesman, that, but that got interrupted by the accident, so he was on disability. He was, he was uh, living with his girlfriend who was a Wiccan, uh, and so she was, she was into witchcraft and stuff. And he just, he just wakes up one Sunday, and this thought is in his head. He doesn't know where it comes from. This thought is in his head, go to church. So he looks around for like, where's the nearest church? And it's South Church. It's this little church plant that meets in a school auditorium in a poor, uh, poor neighborhood in Yarmouth. And so he sneaks in. He's got, you know, his body, his body is all uh, beat up. And uh, his, he's, he's got PTSD from the accident. He's having all kinds of horrible dreams and stuff. And he's on all kinds of medication. He's, he's basically a mess. And he slips in and he sits in the back row. And he listens. And then every Sunday, like for about the next five weeks, he just, he slips in the back and he sits and he listens. And it's making, it's making sense to him. And he makes some friends and then he starts sitting a couple of, you know, seats closer to the front. And then finally he, he decides to like, to give his life to Jesus. And uh, he realizes that probably the relationship that he's in isn't a healthy one. And so he gets out of that, and he, he asks one of the pastors, like, I just don't, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do in my life right now. And so they say the obvious thing when somebody asks you that question, and you have no idea what, to, what the answer is, you should go to Kingswood. That's what they said. Like, you should go to Kingswood and just take something and figure it out. They'll, you know, and so he arrives, he arrives on campus, like in, in my program, he arrives on campus, he's, he's walking with a cane, his, uh, he's, uh, he's always in a lot of pain, his, his mind, is, his mind is, is not clear, like it, it come, the clarity comes and goes, he, he's, he's not even read his way like all the way through like, uh, like the gospels yet, I think, he, he, he has like not a lot of biblical knowledge at all. But he's like, I'm here and I love Jesus. And I'm like, that's good enough for me. And in November, we were, we were at this, we were up in Moncton at this uh, midweek service in a fairly charismatic environment. And uh, where, where, you know, you never know what's going to, it's very interactive. You never know what's going to happen next. Cody shares his testimony. And uh, they don't really have in their theology any category for like Jesus walking us through things and walking with us and helping us pull the weight. Their theology is just like, Holy Spirit's going to zap you and everything's going to be better instantly. And I have no problem with that. Like that happens sometimes. But they, in the middle of the service, they were like, because there was really no, like, so I was up front and someone goes like, can we pray for Cody? And I was like, hey, man, this is your house. We'll do whatever you want. So they all gathered around them, and they're praying, like, all these intense prayers. And, and like, he, he gets up, and he's still in the same pain. 
And he's really confused. He says to me after, he's like, like, I don't, like, I, I don't, like, I think the way they were praying, I don't think that's like, I don't think God wants to heal me totally physically right now. I feel like I'm learning so much and I'm so close to God. And I'm afraid if I just got, everything got healed right now that I would go, I would turn back. And I don't want that. So I don't, like, I, I, I just don't, I don't think that that's what God wants to do right now. I think he wants me to learn from this experience. And I was like, if, if that's what you're feeling in your heart, that's probably absolutely right. And, uh, and Cody, man, like, this is like he, he's, he's walking without his cane now. God is gradually like, he still has good days and bad days, but God's taken some of the pain away. He still has a limp, but he can walk without a cane or crutches or anything. His mind is becoming much more clear. He's like, I'm really getting it now. When I'm in classes, I'm really getting what the professor is saying. And, uh, and isn't it awesome to see God work in somebody's life that way? Cody is like, he's put on the double yoke. And he's just like, he's just like, Jesus, I'm not telling you what to do. You're telling me what to do. And I'm just walking with you at the pace that, that you're setting. And on the days when it's just too heavy, I'm, I'm letting you pull the load. I don't know if you've been following online what's been happening at Asbury University and the revival that's been taking place there. Like thousands of people flooding in, the two-week uh, two service at nonstop, just God doing amazing things. We all hunger for that, don't we? We all hunger to somehow harness the power of God. If I can just get in that environment somehow and harness that power in my own life. But one of the things I've found is the only way to harness the power of God is to, is to submit to the authority of God. And that's what the double yoke is all about. The yoke means submission. It means Jesus like, I'm, I'm walking with you. You're directing. You're beside me. You're pulling most of the weight. And uh, I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what kind, of, uh, what kind of burdens you brought in here. Could be issues with sickness, job loss. I'm dealing with a few friends who have just, you know, they're dealing with job loss and wrestling through that. And it's... It's heavy. It's a heavy thing to carry alone. Relationships, stress. Isn't it interesting that God, every revival is different and God gives us exactly like what each generation needs. But like, isn't it interesting that the primary thing that's coming out of the Asbury revival is the sense of God's presence and his peace to the most anxious generation ever? That is, no, that is no accident. God always meets us exactly where we're at. And we put on that yoke with him and, uh, and we walk through it. And so if, if you're here today and you've been like, you've been wearing that single yoke and trying to handle it on your own, like take that off and put on the yoke of Jesus. If you've been yoked up to something that, that like isn't Jesus, and you need to take that yoke off and put Jesus' yoke on. You need, to, you need to do that today. 
I don't know what, I don't know what burdens, you know, you're, you're carrying. And maybe for some of you, it's, it is light and easy right now, and that's, that's okay too. Uh, between, uh, between services, uh, we, my wife and I got a call uh, from someone we love very much who is, who is basically like on her, on her way out. And we know she, where she's going, uh, and, and we don't want her to be in pain. Uh, but it was, a, it was a heavy phone call. But you know what? Jesus is he's here with us. He's right beside us. And when it gets really heavy, I know that he's going to help us pull that weight. And he can do exactly the same for you. And so let's, let's stand together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for us. And there, as always, as always, there are people that uh, there are, there's a prayer team. If you want to talk through some things and, and, uh, and get prayer for, for certain things, we're, we're definitely going to do that. And I didn't do this in the first service, and, and I wasn't planning to do this, but I'm just kind of feeling like I need to do this right now. It's, it's we're, we're going 100% old school today, I guess. If you're here today and you're like carrying a burden, don't, don't carry it alone. If you, need to, if you need to come and just stand up front and have some of us pray for you, we got lots of people to pray. We got lots of pastors here and, and people that know how to pray. And we don't want you to shoulder that, that burden alone. And, uh, and so if there's anybody like that, even if it's one person, and you just, you just want to come up and stand up front, there'll be somebody that will come and put a hand on your shoulder and pray with you. Uh, and, and I'll pray, and then there'll be prayer teams after if anybody needs that. But, but you come. Anybody like that today? They're like, I've got a burden that I've been carrying, and I just, I just feel like I need to lay it particularly at Jesus' feet right now uh, and kind of be included in the prayer. If that's, if that's you, I'll just wait a few minutes, and you can step out. great news is that Jesus is right beside us and he's, man, he is, he is pulling for us. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask some other people, some of the pastors uh, and, and leaders, or even if you're just a like, strong Christian, you see a friend up here, I think it would be appropriate just to, just to spend a few minutes in prayer. Just, just ask, ask somebody, what can I pray specifically for you about today? And we'll just, we'll just make some time for Jesus to do what only Jesus can do in this service today. And then when I'm sensing we're done that, I will, I will say a closing prayer for us. But just, just, just ask what the person needs prayer for and then just begin to pray. Just, just uh, cry, give that burden to Jesus today.